Hello, and thank you for joining us in this Colors in the Void episode. Today we're going to be talking about the parent building the parenting group special guest who's like a bit of a Thank you all for joining us today. Colors in the Void is an accepting place where two lifelong friends explore emotions, vulnerability, life, death, disease, addiction, meditation, marriage, friendship parenting, music, and more. And if you exist on a higher plane, we welcome you to today's show. And if you're searching for answers or carrying something heavy, we hope you can let, we can lighten your load. Our goal is happiness. Uh, this is the final episode in a three-part series about parenting. Um, we encourage you to go back to prior podcast episodes and, and tune into that. Um, today, the final episode is about building the parenting bridge. Um, our first in the series was navigating the parent-child relationship. That appeared on episode three on May 22nd. And episode seven on June 12th was the art of the parent-child communication. And today is building the parenting bridge. We're joined with our special guest today, Susan Michael Barrett. Um, Susan is somebody that I met through my relationship with uh, the Montessori School Program. Um, And Susan uh, held a parenting class. And really, I think it was a very important part of helping mentor and grow with your children through their educational experiences, really kind of getting the parent and, uh, parents together and on the same page. Um, and we're also joined with, uh, as always, our good friend Billy from Hawaii. Billy, how are you doing? Hey, Matt. I'm doing great. Once again, great to connect with you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How's, how's the weather in Hawaii today? Hi. Ah, weather question again. Um, weather in Hawaii... <laughs> Uh, it's kind of rainy, actually. Well, it depends on where you are. Where I am, it's kind of rainy, which is nice. I just got back from a long run, and uh, to run in the rain is fantastic. Um, and it's an excuse not to mow the grass, so I'll take it. <laughs> Great. And we also have Susan on the line. Susan, how are you doing today? I am so happy to be here. Hi, Matt. Hi, Billy. Hi, Susan. Hi, and welcome. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today. Um, Susan, I'll, jump, I'll just jump right into it. Um, what, what do you think one of the common mistakes parents make when it comes to raising their children and building that connection that might last through their adolescence and adulthood? A common mistake that parents make um, Well, uh, and you said, you know, as the children grow older. Well, let me just say that um, first I want to just do a call out to you and to you, Matt and Billy, about this idea of two guys getting together to just talk on the phone about things you care about. I love this. And I've I've listened to several of your um, podcasts, and I I, I, I just think there's something very powerful about um, talking about what we care about. And, um, I, you know, I'm no longer in Ohio where I met you, Matt, but when I was there, I actually uh, founded a conservation group based on that concept to just talk to someone about what we care about and then figure out, you know, and then from there, um, we did things together, sort of like what happened also with the children at the school where lots of parents, lots, 20 parents got together for several years to read books together because we knew that we were all in this together, this whole parenting thing. And like you said, you know, to um, 
to find out how to work with um, the challenges that are before us. So when you ask about common mistakes, Matt, um, the first thing that I think about is that when I mess up, it's usually because um, I, have, I have failed, you know, and I, I say that with liberty because I believe failure is a wonderful thing. I love Samuel Beckett's quote, fail, fail again, mm-hmm. fail better. So I, I think it's about me being unable for, and it's usually because of, of um, very personal reasons, uh, it's like a whole bag of stuff, that I've been unable to stand in the shoes of my child, for example, um, mm. to understand or to listen. So, um, good. yeah. That's, that's great. Uh, well, you know, and, and, and really, Susan, I mean, I, I, I there's, there's a link to Susan's blog. Um, she has a project called Wonder Anew. Her Facebook uh, link is also in the show notes. But, you know, thank you for the shout-out, Susan. And, and, you know, if you want to share any little bit about your, your history, your experience, and just kind of why you're passionate about, you know, kids and, and parents, you know, feel free to do so at some point throughout the course of our conversation today. But really, Susan's parenting class was one of the most important things in my life, honestly. And that's why I'm so honored to have you as our guest today. Wow. You know, my wife, uh, yeah. My my wife, uh, I think she went to kind of an orientation class about the parenting, and she came home with all these really, I don't want to say controversial, but absolutely counterintuitive. The, the whole parenting paradigm was, you know, leveled, demolished, you know, and then this new <laughs> amazing, wonderful thing was built back up. And um, and I was skeptical, and, and I went and sat in a similar orientation class with Susan and, and a bunch of other parents, and uh, that the work that we did together there has enriched the life of my family and, and my parenting style, and and I share and teach and mentor you know friends and family and people in my sphere of influence on on that topic quite a bit, and that's you know Billy and I share that love of our children and love of parenting, and um, and I know that you and Billy have been friends you know virtually for for a few years, and you know so it, it's great to have you, and thank you for everything you've done for me and so many other families. No. Oh, Matt, you know, you know, here's what's cool about it, because I think what we modeled in that parenting class is that we, we read out loud together. You know, I, didn't, I don't really think I brought any formulas, because I don't believe there are any, because we're all, you know, we are who we are. We come with our experiences. And I think what we did was we learned together. We listened to each other. And I think that's what we want to do with our children. And it doesn't matter the age. It doesn't matter the age. When you, when you, you know, when you said that we're talking about a parenting bridge tonight, what I think you're talking about when I think of bridge is really about relating, and um, relate, re, you know. And, and you talked about communication on on the last podcast, which to me is about being attuned to another. And so then the next question would be, well, how how in the heck do you do that? How 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 is it that that I feel connected to you or to my child and that my child feels connected to me. And, and it's real easy, I think, to talk about success with our kids and it's going well uh, when it's going well. But when we have, like, for example, last night, so my daughter, uh, so two of my grandkids, I'm a grandma, um, so I'm talking about relating not just as a grandmother, as a mom, as a friend, a coworker, as a citizen, 
Um, I think these principles of listening or, or how we are with our children is really practice for being in the world with all other people. So you know, my, my daughter, has a, she's come home from a road trip, a lot of hours on the road with two very young children, and um, um, way too much doing a lot of really fun stuff and not enough sleep. And this is like, this happens in all families. And then... So, so what happens is, is so now it's bedtime and they are overtired and they're not going to go to sleep. And, and the one child, so we're talking about, a, a, um, these are very young children, so I'm talking about a three and a two-year-old, he's just, he's having a meltdown. And what I got to watch was that this mom, this mom picked up that child, I mean, where I, my intuition was, because it's not my child and I'm not living that experience, it was, well, wait, I could, uh, I could enforce something or I could put down a limit that, you know, I could go into like these little formulas. But here's what I witnessed. My daughter picked that child up and was walking and the child was crying and just carrying on and wanted one peanut butter sandwich and no, he wanted two. No, he wanted three. And he wanted it with, you know, all this. And then in the middle of all his sort of um, not yelling but really highly passionate wants and carrying on, to a mom who is so tired from having driven in the car and, you know, vacations with children are not vacations, they're trips, it's work, that all, what happened was is that she, she sort of, she, she was with him, and then all of a sudden this little boy touches her forehead, her son, and he says, Mom, Mom, your, your forehead's hot. And she, he says, why is your forehead hot? And she said, I guess I'm hot. And it just sort of melted everything. But here's what I saw is that they have a relationship of listening to each other and staying with each other and really going beyond what it takes in a difficult situation. And that one time she could go beyond it and he was with her and things sort of quieted. Um, and I think it was, I mean, it just happened last night and I, I remember I had my, my mouth wide open, and I have been um, writing and reflecting on the teachers in my life who, who has taught me. And, like, for example, uh, the, the people who mean a lot to me are people who say things like Carl Rogers, the, the psychologist who, um, who worked with Mr. Rogers on his program. Um, he, his whole belief, his whole practice was about being aware of ourselves, experiencing an experience, or Montessori, Matt. You know, your children have been, had an early Montessori education. She believes that, the, um, that education couldn't be effective unless the child open to life, open to experience. And then one of the teachers I study with now, and I loved your meditation podcast from last week, was that she says that, she, she encourages us, she says, open to every experience as if that experience is your teacher. So mm-hmm. I, watched, I watched that last night. And what's cool about it is, well, that, that went well, but it, sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't. It's messy looking. And this one was messy, but things calmed down. But what I saw was being in one's experience. So, you know, you also talked about, and then I'm going to pause and, and listen to you, but um, you also talked about, you know, going for happiness and I, I, I 
I so enjoy when I'm happy, and I know what you're talking about. But here's something I'm thinking about now. I've given up on being happy. Because the minute I am trying to be happy, I'm not. So in other words, and, and the other thing, it takes the focus away from, you know, I just want to live my life. I just want to be right here. So I can be, what is it called, um, in my uh, na'al, is that it, Billy? Na'al? Yeah. Na'al. Yes. Yeah, my heart gut knowing. Yes. Yeah. Can I ask you a question, Susan? Because that, sure. That, that, that story that you just shared was really beautiful, and, and you painted it um, so clearly for me. And, um, you know, what a, an amazing spot for your, um, your daughter and mom to be in. But what I see a lot of times is where parents get caught up in responding to that type of negative emotion from the children with negativity of their own. And when we talk about building that bridge uh, between the child, that's one of the things that I see frequently is the the role of um, the hot energy, not so much coming from the children, but coming from the parents as severing that connection. Um, Is there there anything that you can speak to any, um, you know, and and I think this is something that we've discussed in the other two podcasts in, in regards to parenting and something that comes up a lot for me in my practice um, in working with families is the role of um, this hot energy coming from the parents. Uh, uh, frequently I hear, you know, my kid will only listen to me if I yell at them. Um, or, you know, that, that's, that's what discipline is. And um, I'm just wondering if you can speak to that a little bit and how as parents, you know, secondly, um, how as parents can we maintain our comfort seat while we're receiving a lot of negativity from our our children, if it's crankiness or hunger or tired or whatever it might be. Well, Billy, that's a, that is a really good question. And, um, I think, I think, um, I think it's, I think the, the, the response to what you just asked about how do we, maintain ourselves in that hot energy of our children is to sort of, you know, self-reflect. And that means outside of the hot energy experiences we have with kids or others is that I take a look at myself. And so here's what I know. I know that when I experience anger, for example, when I am really mad, when I, I tend to think that that problem is outside of me or for, in your question, in the child. Mm. So mm-hmm. my child or another setter did this or situation caused that. And so I point to the external cause for my own discomfort. But really, that anger is not in my child. I mean, if I really sit with it and look at it, it's in my own preexisting tendency. And um, one that I'm carrying around with me, it's one that's inside of me. And so then what, is, what does that mean? It means that I have to look at myself. <laughs> mm, I, have to look I love at, that. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. the hard part because, you know, um, it's really hard to look at the places in us. And it's really built, I think, in the feeling. I think feeling has information. And if I am really upset, 
it's hard for me to be with that. I forget that it's impermanent and will pass through. It feels so big. It feels, you know, um, you know, I, what happens is, 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 is that I get this confused mind, so my child is acting up, and when I'm confused, I'm usually thinking my feelings, and then I'm creating this huge narrative, you know, the kind of narrative that could win an Academy Award for drama, and it either goes <laughs> like this, I'm a shitty parent, I can't do it right, you know, I, I don't know what to do, or it's, by gosh, you know, this is how it's going to be, and you're going to do it my way. And what that negates is that when, you know, like you, you talked about last week, if we're going to communicate, if we're going to connect, I am going to have to quiet myself enough to be able to hear you. So when my child is all hot, my husband is all hot, my sister, my child, I'm able to work with that hotness inside of me so I can hear them because their hotness, my child's hotness has information that will help me understand and connect with them. And so here it is. It's sort of like if I'm willing to be just uncomfortable or go into, and I call it the learning zone, or really it's the uncomfortable zone. Oh, no, let's call it the excessive risk zone. If I'm willing to be there, then my comfort zone will enlarge. Mm-hmm. Is that interesting? really... Go ahead, Matt. No, you go ahead, Billy. Well, I just wanted to reinforce, um, thank you, Susan, for that. And, and that really resonates a lot with me. And I think that's a, um, a wonderful practice, not just for um, this specific scenario that I presented to you, but, but in general is um, to shift the focus from an external uh, locus of control, blame, et cetera, to an internal um, and I think yeah. it really empowers us and um, uh, is is really freeing. And, and I really like that a lot. Thanks for that. Oh, you're welcome. You know, Billy, um, I, you know, use the word blame. To me, blame means that I am hurting so much that I want to put my pain on you. And so mm-hmm. if, like, here we are, you and Matt and I and people listening you know, we have a moment of sanity right now. We're pretty calm. And um, so we're talking about this. And we might remember that the next time, you know, when we're feeling really desperate, that those are the moments that we're open to really learn and grow. And if that's true for me, and I'll tell you, it is. I have some, I have, you know, I have some hard experiences like we all do, um, and so I know it. I, I really believe this kind of thing. And I'm not going to convince you to believe it too, but I do believe it. And so if it's true for me, if I can, if I can be in and stay in a really difficult situation, then I think it's true for my children too. So when they're all hot and angry, when I'm seeing my kid all hot and angry, my grandkid all hot and angry, my spouse all hot and angry, me all hot and angry, I'm thinking, oh, wow, you know, Ripe for learning, ripe Mm -hmm. for growing. There's this verse that goes, um, a person who hurts you is a treasure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right, we've jumped off the cliff now, but anyway. (laughs) Well, you know, yeah, there's something thematic to this entire, you know, the, the arc of this 
podcast series and really the whole podcast in general. And Susan, you tapped on it a few minutes ago where, you know, we talk about the goal is happiness. And, and in, I think sometimes we talk about the, the, the suffering associated with loss or, or with some sort of, you know, difficult life event or, or the suffering associated with, you know, some professional struggle or in Billy's case with his, you know, triathlon work. You know, it, it's not that you have to be with your head in the sand, you know, gleefully and, and blissfully happy all the time. It's that there's beauty and, and amazing things in the struggle sometimes, um, in, in, in those tough moments that, that if you can find a connection to your child at that moment or if you can, can, find, can find some truth about yourself in one of those moments, you know, that's a very rewarding and fulfilling space to be in. And so it's not to be happy all the time, but that each of these experiences, and that's kind of what you were alluding to, are, are golden, you know, and, and you learn something about yourself and about your children. And, you know, I, I was speaking with my daughter today, and I was kind of saying, you know, I, I said, guess who's going to be our special guest today on parenting? And she's like, um, Susan Michael Barrett. And I'm like, exactly. And she, her face lit up like, no way. Like, you know, like the Super Bowl. Um, but – yeah, and uh, I said, you know, w- w- what do you think about, you know, the, the parenting bridge, you know, basically creating this relationship and this connection? And I said, how do you think that, you know, that translates? And, and she said, um, you know, she just gave this very specific example. She's like, you know, we used to go over to my, my mother's house every Sunday. Um, and uh, she's now, my mother's still with us, but she lives out of state. But And, and she was like, you know, that, by by example is what she, her point was. She's like, you know, you, you led by example and you showed us kind of, you know, you honored and, and made sure that we were connected to your mother and that you were very attentive to that. And it kind of shows me that, you know, that relationship that you start with your kid lasts forever and, and you have opportunities throughout your whole life to kind of honor that and to practice what you preach. And that's kind of her point is that, you know, she said by, by leading by example, um, and that was cool, you know, just to hear her little spin mm-hmm. on the thing. Oh, um, I love that. You know, one thing that, yeah, one thing you taught me, Susan, was, um, you know, that the, the, the children are very, very intuitive. They're very smart. They're they're kind of brilliant creatures. And and really, you know, you you said it much more lovingly and elegantly than I will. But it's the parents who who kind of need the, the the learning. It's the parents who need to grow and get better and get smarter and get more equipped with some of these, these skills and tools and techniques. The children are beautiful and wonderful and amazing. You know, we got to kind of get out of their way long enough to help them and, and, and show them the way. But uh, I, I really found I had to change who I was so that I could give my children the, the gift of, you know, an engaged, uh, observant parent. Um, I remember Garrett, uh, you might recall Garrett from, from our Montessori parenting class, but I was over there, and Garrett, gave, he didn't give the compliment directly to me, but he gave it to his mother, and he said, Matt pays attention. He's paying attention. Oh. You know, just, yeah, I was like, wow, that was, that's high marks for a, you know, six-year-old, um, so, or a five-year-old at that time, but. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. We've got about, Boy, we've got about yeah. five minutes left, Susan. Any other stories or, you know, things that you kind of have come across in your travels about parenting and, or even books, you know, you, you introduced us to some great books through our, our, our book club and reading uh, together. Um, mm-hmm. 
Well, I think, um, well, of course, my new work is Wonder Anew, which is a process questions to um, sort of think through, get clarity through a difficulty. And I, I love this work, and I do a lot of listening, and I usually do it by email, and some of the difficulties are shared online. But I, I would encourage use of, of the questions. It's helped me so much. And just to sum up what the questions mean, it's sort of like, you know, when your kid comes to a Come to comes to you at night, just sobbing. You know, in the middle of the night, there's a boogeyman. You know, the boogeyman under the bed. You know, there's a boogeyman, and the child is crying. And you know, you take the child and you hug them. And here, 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 here it is, right there. You hug them and comfort them. And then there's this this choice. You can either continue to sob and sob and sob about the idea that there's a a boogeyman under the bed, or you know what? You can go look under the bed. And it takes a whole lot of courage to just go look under the bed and see what's there. And I think that's, that's the encouragement I want to offer to parents and actually to old people. But I, I think, you know, I work with high school students as well um, to just look at whatever is, is um, raising an emotional hook in you or really – uh, you know, causing you to compulsively think, I mean, that kind of thing. Because um, it's the boogeyman. That's it. It's only the boogeyman. But we have to look. And then I'm I just like- going to end with saying, Matt, you pay attention, and I also notice that and know that about you too, which, um, you know, I, I, I don't know if you know Bell Hook's writing. She wrote the book Teaching to Transgress, but she says that um, building, you know, the ability to build that bridge or connection or community and generate excitement in a classroom or with children depends on our interest in each other and hearing our voices and recognizing our presence. And that's what Garrett, that's, that's like ring the bell, ring the bell, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what you that's what you taught so well um, is that you just need to come down to the child's level and, and say, "Wow, you, you're really feeling scared about that." What, you know, let, let's talk about that. Let's look under the bed. But instead of you know, lots of parents want to dismiss. Oh, wait, there's nothing. You know, this is safe. We have the yeah. alarm security system on. Don't worry about it. Or you know, um, you don't need another right. Ignore it. Had two already. Uh, but it's just saying, you know what, I'm not going to try to change how you're feeling. I'm going to try to acknowledge how you're feeling. You know, and Billy, I know that you get into a lot of sessions with your 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 practice about where you're just trying to get people to, to develop a certain modicum of respect and, and, you know, awareness about each other. Well, yeah, and, you know, Susan, what you said about um, – having essentially it wasn't these words, but, you know, having the pain or the suffering be the teacher. Um, And, and, you know, that's one of my favorite ideas is that when the suffering is there, the teacher is in the room and, and to create a relationship, an ongoing working relationship with that suffering, that's the point in my opinion Uh, and whatever it is. And if it's, it comes in platforms in parenting, it comes in platforms in, in all of our different psychosocial environments um, and, and not to really 
uh, back away or shy away from that type of thing. Um, and lastly, I do want to say, um, and I will, I will third this notion that, that you do pay attention. And I'm happy <laughs> to be your friend and happy that you're paying attention to um, our work together here. And to me, I'm really honored um, to have you as a part of my life. And I wanted to put that out there to everyone because you rock. Thank you. Thank you, Billy. Um, Billy, what's the Hawaiian word of the day? Hawaiian word of the day is olelo, O-L-E-L-O. And um, it really uh, it stands for communication or language specifically. Because um, really, in all of these interactions that we're talking about, we're talking about the language, not just verbally, but emotionally. And uh, olelo uh, captures that. Awesome. Well, we want to thank everyone for joining us today. This is Colors in the Void, uh, building the parenting bridge with our special guest, Susan Michael Barrett. We hope that you'll uh, check out our past parenting uh, podcast. Time flies when you're having fun, and this conversation has been exhilarating and informative. Um, you know, I don't want to uh, write a check you can't cash, Susan, but we would love to have you back in the future. You know, maybe we need to do sessions five, six, and seven in a couple months, and we'd love to have you return as a guest. You were enlightening, and we really appreciate your time today, Susan. I Thanks, agree. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Billy. I would love it. Thank you. Awesome. Great. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, find us on iTunes. Type in Colors in the Void, and sir, feel free to leave comments. Um, and we'll put some show notes about the Bell's Hook, Wonder Anew, and other ways you can connect with Susan and her teachings and uh, – for Billy and for myself, we want to thank Susan and all of our listeners today. Have a great weekend, and we will see you next week. Thanks so much. <laughs>